what do you truly feel about it, Walt? I, I know you've only been during the day, but, but bottom line, what do you really think about this? I certainly don't have a weak heart, but you know, I'm 78 and I am not going there after dark. <laughs> From South Carolina Public Radio and South Carolina ETV, this is South of Spooky, a fun exploration of ghost stories, folklore, and culture in the South. I'm Gavin Jackson. And I'm A.T. Shire. And this episode, Poinsett Bridge. Yikes, that was a close one with Lizard Man. I thought for sure we were losing the pod. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked how much Sean liked that obviously fake photograph and said nothing about all the other legwork we did. You know, a lot of that work I did. Man, that was fun. Just two friends out there in the field hunting down spooks. All right, bud. We should totally get a drink to celebrate. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe another time. We can try and make it work. I've just been, you know, really busy outside of work hours. I've been washing my hair. I've been having to wake up early for work. And there's this thing I've been working on. So, yeah, just, you know, it's you know how it goes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I get it. We'll have to plan for another time to pal around later this week. I, I, it's cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, I just got this thing, you know. <laughs> got that thing I got to work on. But let's not dwell on that. We have work to do. And if I'm not mistaken, you had a great spooky tease at the top. Let's go more into that one, okay? Let's keep work at work, all right? Huh? Focus on work. We're at work. Uh, yeah. Okay, work. <clears throat> so, at the top. Sharp-eared listeners will recognize that deep, illustrious voice as that of Dr. Walter Edgar. He's hosted Walter Edgar's journal for 20-plus years and, no joke, wrote the book on South Carolina. He was talking about a scary bridge or something? Yes, spooky infrastructure. And no, that's not a word salad. It's not some sort of mad lib. No, you see, infrastructure can be spooky. Dare we even say haunted. Now stop me when you've heard enough. Roads, buildings, bridges, covered and uncovered, tunnels. Did I mention bridges? Is your skin crawling yet? Mine's crawling. Feel this. Oh my God. Yeah, you said bridges already. Oh, I could tell this is going to be a Gavin episode, isn't it? This guy's an infrastructure nut. Yes, I will claim this episode is my own. And this is no ordinary bridge, but a bridge that locals say doesn't only connect the two sides of a stream, no. No, dare we say it connects the ethereal to man himself? Could this even be a bridge to the truth itself? Yeesh. I knew you were an infrastructure guy, but get a grip. God, definitely a Gavin episode. Forgiveness, please, dear co-worker. Co-worker? Yeah, co-worker. Anyhow, the bridge in question is Poinsett Bridge a historic bridge in the upstate region of South Carolina that is draped in lore, the oldest and one of the most important bridges of its day. Picture it in the rolling forests of Greenville County, a good bit north of the bustling downtown and near the border with North Carolina and her mountains. An easy diversion on your way to nearby Asheville. In fact, that was the critical purpose of this 130-foot-long bridge made of stone to span Little Gap Creek back in 1820. All that work to span Little Gap Creek? It sounds so small. Couldn't they just use boards or, like, ford the river, Oregon Trail style? First of all, you don't ford the river, okay? That's when you lose supplies, maybe an ox, or even a family member. You gotta pay for the ferry. 
Ooh, sorry, I didn't mean to get mad. You know, the Oregon Trail, that PTSD is still very real. Aye, 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 this guy. First a bridge, now transportation. Another a thousand apologies, workmate. Workmate? What are you trying to tell me? What is it now? What, what are you saying? I'm not hearing this. But yes, Little Gap Creek. I know, not even a gorge, like you're saying. Alas, that is neither here nor there, but the spooky span helped connect what was then State Road, which ran from Charleston through Columbia to there in Greenville and onward into North Carolina and Tennessee. A little modern-day Interstate 385 to I-26, if you will. Okay, well, you've sold me on the idea that this bridge is a historically important thoroughfare, but when am I supposed to be scared, co-worker, pal, work friend? I get that we're in the throes of a maybe recession and the supply chain is all forked up, but is commerce supposed to be spooky? I don't know if I'm getting it. If what I've been telling you isn't enough to chill you to the bone, again, my skin has been absolutely crawling this entire time. It's embarrassing that your skin is not crawling yet. Why don't you go speak with your boy, the man, the myth, the living legend, former University of South Carolina professor and author of the quintessential South Carolina A History, we're talking about Sir Dr. Walter Edgar himself. Yes, we've knighted him. And he'll tell you about this bridge and its lore. Then we'll see who thinks what is spooky and whose skin is where. Also, do at least some cursory online research before you talk to him so you don't embarrass yourself and this podcast, okay? We're talking about Walter Edgar here. Ugh, fine. I think I saw him skulking around here somewhere. Walter! Studio! 20 minutes! Well, Walter, thanks for talking to me. Oh, glad to do it. Okay, so I have some questions here, and you're the man to talk to about this sort of stuff. So, um, Poinsett Bridge. Do you know about this? I know about the bridge. I've actually been there in the daytime. In I'm the not, daytime? I'm not sure I'd go out the dark. <laughs> what can you tell me about Poinsett Bridge exactly? Well, it's actually, in terms of architecture, it's very interesting. This Gothic arch, it's a stone bridge, part of a trail that used to run through the upcountry. But particularly friends that I have who have hunted up there say, you stay around this place too long and it gets a little bit creepy. So when was this bridge built? 1820. 1820. And and who's so, it named for? It's named for Joel Poinsett, who was from the, the Greenville area. Of course, at one time he was our ambassador to Mexico and brought back the Poinsettia, which was named in his his honor. I've heard some things, a lot of speculation that Robert Mills had something to do with this bridge. Is that true or not? I'm honest. I don't. I honestly don't know. But architecturally, it could be so. He might have designed it or he could have authorized the construction. What do you know about what haunts, supposedly haunts Poinsett Bridge? Well, it could be an old Indian trader, frontiersman who had a cabin nearby. It could be a Cherokee Indian chieftain. There was an enslaved person who was killed. It is possible that it was part of an old Cherokee trail because you're getting ready to head from the Cherokee town areas that like Kiwi to the Overmountain settlements. Uh, and of course, this was Indian country until after the American Revolution. The Cherokee, who were the Native Americans who lived in this area, were forced out over the mountain. And then, of course, eventually, to Oklahoma. 
I have also read a lot about uh, Masons here. So I've, there, there are two. There's a Mason who worked on it who is entombed in the bridge, and he supposedly haunts it. Maybe it's Jimmy Hoffa. <laughs> <laughs> I also saw another Mason-related thing, that there are two Masons named Danny and Denny who are so proud of their work on this bridge that their ghosts still come back to admire it. What do you think about that? That's possible, but that's that's one story that I have have not heard. <laughs> I've heard and I've heard a lot of <laughs> So earlier you said that you you've said that we shouldn't be there after dark. What happens after dark there? Strange noises. Yeah. Strange lights. I, I've seen a lot about these lights, that they're lanterns or something. Yeah, and let's just accept there may be a paranormal experience. Sure, I'm, I'm open to that. Yeah, people say, well, it's not really lights there. It's somehow reflected headlights from a roadway, and it gets down here. Eh, it's kind of far away from the highway, to, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> to me, the, the sound of the wind whistling through the, through the stonework is possible. When I've been there... And I, I haven't heard it. I mean, I, admittedly, I was during the day, so then the bad guys are saying <laughs> the, the things that go thump in the night were not out when I was when I was there. But, you know, you get a site that is supposedly haunted, and so people tend to have a predisposition, you know, a pine cone falls. Oh, it, exactly yeah. right. It's just it's such an old place that how long have there been rumors about it that people have been going there with this idea that I'm going to experience something there? As far as I remember, friends from Greenville talk about at least a century. Because it's got it's 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 over two it, centuries old now, it, right? It's, yeah, it's over two hundred years old. So a hundred years ago, it was still old. What what did, what do you truly feel about it, Walt? I, I know you've only been during the day, but but bottom line, what do you really think about this? I'm seventy eight, and I'm not going. The, I am not going there after dark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I certainly don't have a weak heart, but, but you know, it is actually a gorgeous sight. The bridge in the fall when the fall colors are there, mm -hmm. it is, it is absolutely beautiful. I saw a great TripAdvisor mm -hmm. review of the bridge, and it was like gorgeous during the day. You're gonna have to wait to take pictures. Super haunted at night. Get out of there. <laughs> so you're on the side of the TripAdvisor review. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, colleague, tell me uh, what'd you learn in your little history lesson there? What? Colleague, what is this? I thought we were friends. Oh, AT. Okay, I'm getting it now. Of course we're friends. In the confines of work, we are friends. What aren't you getting? Do work friends regularly get waist deep in swamps together? You know what? Fine. Have it your way, bridge boy. I'm going to be extra cordial and extra professional here. Plus, and not because of anything you, my colleague, did, but because Walter really got my ghost juices flowing. There were quite a few tales, and Walter had some choice theories about this particular piece of possessed passageway. Ooh, very good alliteration. I can see someone is getting interested, and this is going to be a good report. I get a treat? You get one. After. So keep going. A real friend like Walter would say I did good. 
Oh, no, I'm sure they would. But just tell me the stories. <laughs> All right, well, let's start off with my favorite because they're friends, Danny and Denny. I wish I had a friend that had a similar name to me and built stuff with me and enjoyed being around me. Anyway, there are these two Masons who are so proud of their work that they're continually coming back to admire it, even in the afterlife. Mm, I love love. I love friendship. Oh, this is wonderful. Oh, really? Breaking news, loving friendship. I mean, we're like work friends, not like friend friends, right? Oh, now it comes out. Work friends. Work friends, he says. Oh, it's okay, bud. Hollow words, but I, I, I will continue. I will persevere. And speaking of hollow, like this friendship, another tale involves a mason who died during the construction of the bridge and is said to be entombed within it. Um, just as an amateur engineer, I don't think that's quite sound engineering. Though the bridge was built without concrete, I still don't think its structural integrity would hold up with organic material encased in it. I mean, what is this, some sort of cask of amontillado? Walter and I were much more on the side of Jimmy Hoffa. Anyway, next up, because I'm leading this, not you, I am, is the tale of sightings of a ghost who was shot in the head on the bridge and is said to revisit the spot where he met his untimely fate. I've also been told that he is a delight if you meet him. A friend to all, you might say. Oh, sounds like someone's getting friendly toward the bridge. Yeah, because the bridge actually wants to be friends with me. What was that? Uh, uh, yeah, I was uh, I was just getting to the, the, the ones that are rooted in, in South Carolina's more sordid past, a little more unsavory. Downright problematic, honestly. This includes tales of spirits of dead slaves who were forced to build the stone bridge, as well as an escaped slave who is said to vengefully haunt it. There's also a story of an angry Native American trapper, as well as a supposed nearby burial ground. But it was noted in the application to the National Register of Historic Places that according to local legends, the bridge was built with the help of Native Americans living in the area. The term help might be a bit loaded. Now, with the history of South Carolina, such stories routinely get intertwined with places that are deemed haunted or have a mysterious history. So a bit tropey and a crutch when telling the stories of haunted South Carolina. But the most common, and dare I say, the ones we have the best chance of confirming are these next three mysteries surrounding Poinsett Bridge. Mm, you have my attention and almost your treat. <laughs> go on, go on, go on. Okay, 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 okay. The first common story surrounding the bridge involves unexplained lights and orbs that show up in photographs of the area. These are also pretty classic in the world of spooky stuff. The second involves disembodied whales that you will hear while at the bridge at night. <laughs> and if I may, if you ask me as the resident sound tech for this pod, I'd say the wind has to be just right hitting that gothic arch. And the third one that I'm excited to see if it happens is anyone that comes and spends any amount of time there at night, when they go to start their car to leave, their battery is dead and their car won't start. Oh, very good, very good indeed. Now, all this is contingent upon us being there at night, right? Treat, treat first, more talky-talky later. Here you go, here's your treat. <coughs> so again, this is all contingent upon us being there at night, right? Uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. And then didn't Dr. Edgar say not to go to the bridge at night? Yeah, he said not go to the bridge at night. Why? So we're going at night? <laughs> of course, we're going at night. Perfect. Oh, I've been waiting to debut my nighttime boots. 
Sounds like we got us another case. Will you stop that? No, this is a Gavin episode, okay? Don't steal this from me. Fine, fine, fine. A friend would share. That's all I'm going to say. Sounds like we got another case. <laughs> what? I just said that. Let me paint you a picture, okay? It's mid-October in the upstate, one of the few places in South Carolina where you can see the leaves change color in what we might call the leaf peeper effect. Doesn't that sound nice? Ugh, leaf peeping. So, when does it get spooky? You know what's not spooky? I'm just looking at leaves turning brown. Well, we might have missed peak peep season, PPS, for those who are in the know with your PSLs, your pumpkin spice lattes. Now, while they're gone, the air is still fresh, and the roads off the bean path are winding. There are fields on both sides of the car as we head towards the mountains in the thick tree cover. Churches are plentiful, and I'd say we're literally in God's country. And I think we could use some higher power help on this case. Okay, so that exposition was good and all, but let's go over the decidedly non-spooky facts, okay, work friend? Leaves unchanged. Lie number one. Zero leaves to peep. Lie number two. Still driving to a bridge because it's spooky infrastructure, lie number three. If this is how you treat your work friends, I'd hate to see how you treat your work enemies. I had to get you in the car somehow. And again, this is not just any bridge, my man. Think of it as more as a bridge between time and space itself. Bending, warping 200 years of history and still stands to this day for us to behold. Time is a flat circle. Mm-hmm, okay, all right, True Detective Season 1. I get that this is a real hard sell. You're lucky Walter was so cool. Also, keep your eyes on the damn road. Sheesh. Shh, 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 shh. I'm not finished. I'm doing really good here. Because this is not just a footpath bridge of yesteryear, my good sir. You think me a fool? A fool that gets excited over just any old bridge? <laughs> Nay, my friend of work. This doth be a bridge that is said to have been designed by a South Carolina celebrity of his day, Robert Mills the architect who designed the Washington Monument. Ever heard of it? As well as the Treasury Department, the Patent Office, and the old General Post Office in Washington, D.C., as well as numerous South Carolina courthouses and more. Does Walter know about this? Yeah, yeah, I think he told me that already. Wait, oh yeah, really? Why didn't you, uh, why didn't you tell me about that? Well, Walter and I are best friends and have no secrets. We're blood brothers. <laughs> okay, that sounds nice. But did Walter speak with an expert on Robert Mills and make it into a cassette tape because he knows how much you like tapes? Ooh, he didn't, and I do love tapes. We love the analog. And so by the time this tape is over, we'll be at the bridge, and you'll have a newfound appreciation for the architecture of Robert Mills. And because you're my work friend, I'm giving you this condensed version of my interview with John Bryan who is a former professor of art and architectural history of 35 years at the University of South Carolina. He even wrote a book called Robert Mills, America's First Architect. Play the tape. Hi, this is John Bryan. I taught at the University of South Carolina, art and architectural history from 1970 to 2000. In five, most of my academic research concerned Robert Mills 
and the research was supported by the Smithsonian Institution and the American Institute of Architects. We identified 3,500 Robert Mills manuscripts. We found almost 200 Robert Mills drawings. So anybody who's interested in any aspect of Robert Mills can go on the Internet and find these various resources. So, A.T., I bet you're wondering what's so cool and hip about Robert Mills. Wow, he really did personalize this tape. I was wondering that. Mills is a fascinating character. He was a protege of Thomas Jefferson. He was probably the first American architect to train specifically for a career in architecture. He worked as a professional from about 1804 until his death in 1851-52. He did over 200 buildings that are located around the eastern seaboard from Newburyport, Massachusetts to New Orleans. Okay, great. Massachusetts to New Orleans. What does any of this have to do with South Carolina? Shh, 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 shh. Pay attention, okay? And now I bet you're wondering what this has to do with South Carolina. Of interest to most South Carolinians, he spent the decade of the 1820s in South Carolina implementing what was called the Internal Improvements Program, building courthouses and jails, working on canals, and various other projects. He did a great deal of writing, published more than a thousand pages. He was quite a busy person. So how does this relate to points at bridge? All the circumstantial evidence points to Mills as the creator of the points at bridge. All right, some concrete evidence. But oh. there are no extant documents that I am aware of that conclusively prove that Mills was the creator. Mills built a number of churches using the pointed arch that we find on the Poinsett Bridge. He was also known as having introduced fireproof vaulted masonry to the United States. And of course, the Stone Arch Bridge is a perfect example of fireproof vaulted masonry. So the circumstantial evidence points to Mill's involvement, but we don't have documentary proof. There's also talk of a drawing by Mills of the Gothic Arch at Poinsett Bridge. Well, yes, there's that drawing and there are other drawings, sketches in Mills, uh, other drawings of pointed arches in a number of Mills sketchbooks and diaries, which do survive. But I'm not aware that the two-lane drawing is labeled Poinsett Bridge. We're getting close. (laughs) Aren't you getting the spooky vibes already? It's an October afternoon, and while the sun is still up, it's much darker thanks to the thick tree cover. Yes, the perfectly green fall leaves, just like those of my youth. Are you coming for me still with the leaves right now? I've been working really hard, trying to keep you interested, and we are not going to fight right now. We're on assignment. We're at the bridge. 
Oh, I guess uh, you get mad about the leaves, not about destroying a friendship. Oh, wow, wow, Mr. Me, me, my, my. It's not about you or me. This is about classical infrastructure that is scary and spooky. So get ready, get your stuff, because we're going to sit on this bridge for hours outside. And yes, it's a bit humid, even in the fall in the upstate. And while you don't have the proper footwear, because of your medical boot from when you ruptured your Achilles running away from all those spider webs, that doesn't matter. So strap that boot on tight and let's get to spook hunting on this. Oh my God, would you look at it? It's gorgeous, this beautiful bridge. Whatever, just pitch it to us on the bridge, I guess. You didn't even tell me about what shoes to wear. You're trying to make me look stupid in front of the listeners. You know what? I will pitch it. Not because you told me to, but because I want to. Don't you hijack this. We've come so far, so you better perk up, bud, because the bridge can sense it, and we don't need that energy right now. Oh, so I'm bud now. I get it. Yeah. All right, bud. Okay, it is 7.13. It's October 12th. Yes. I'm Gavin Jackson. I'm wearing L.L. Bean duck boots. <laughs> brag. <laughs> AT, you're wearing a boot, but it's because of your foot. It's not by choice. It's not a fashion boot, but really? I do look good. Yeah. And the dwindling light here on Poinsett Bridge. Okay. Let's get let's get down to this, all right? Mm -hmm. So we're here for spooks, Gavin. So the sun just went down. Yeah. We have clear skies. You can hear the water coming through this bridge, this little stream, little waterfalls there, nearby. You can see the last light dying at the tops of the trees here, mm -hmm. right? And we didn't bring any light. No. <laughs> We didn't plan well. For I one, I forgot my headlamp. I forgot my flashlight. We didn't get a lantern. We are doing exactly what Walter Edgar told us not to do. Yes, we are here. It's it's getting dark. <laughs> it's getting dark. We did forget all lanterns. The only thing we have are Cell screens. Yeah, yeah, screens. So it's like we're on a, over a strong start for the Blair Witch Project too. The most I would like is a very strange, unexplainable experience that was like, oh, I'd do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I think the fact that we don't have lights will be a benefit. Maybe. Also, yeah, I'll a little, say that. Uh, creepy. Okay, but, so we'll, yeah. we'll check back in. Okay, yeah. these are first impressions. This is all we got. Uh, we'll see how it goes in, I don't know, another hour. Six and a half hours later. It was a little dark mm -hmm. when we did our first one. Uh, if we thought that was dark, it is It is full 100% dark Full-blown right dark. There's yeah. no moon in these parts. Yes, we can see the sky. It's clear, but it's covered with trees and mountains. Oh, here comes a car. The only lights we're seeing right now. Yeah. <laughs> They're probably thinking they see lights on the bridge. It's just my flashlight from a phone cruising in these parts. And that's a PT Cruiser? That's a PT Cruiser right there, Wow. Baby. Yeah. Classic American muscle. How can you go that fast <laughs> on this road? It's, it's crazy, yeah. It's terrifying. Okay, well, what, what have we gleaned in the last hour, Gavin? Uh, well, uh, we've learned some things about each other. Yes. And what I'm talking about here is that if we are to see something, say a light. Yes, anything, any specter or ghoul. You told me that I, it's pretty much we have to split up. I have to go engage with it. <laughs> we have to do the, the cardinal sin of any, any, yes. any scary movie is we have to split up. Yeah, because I am hobbled. I do have a foot issue thing going on, so I am in a boot. So I can't really off-road. So if we see something... I have to go. You have to go, yeah. Or if we do see something and there's a chase scene, mm. okay, advantage Gavin, but otherwise advantage AT that I have to go... Yeah, but... Uh, meet yeah, it. We, we, yeah, so this is sort of... If we see anything possibly benevolent, you will have mm -hmm. to go towards it. But Correct. if anything rushes us, yes. you'll get away and Correct. I will fall prey to it. You know? I mean, I'm not going to push you down, but... Yeah. 
I, I'm not going to blame you. Like, I, I, I'd say... I'll, I'll be, say, take him. He has the boot. I'll be there. I'll be getting... I have the keys. I'll be getting eaten, consumed somehow, taken to the other side, and I'll be, like, <laughs> proud of him. You know what? I'm proud of that guy. And you're like, get the video. And I'm like, thanks. Thank, I forgot. <laughs> yeah. And that's when the car won't start. ABC, and then it'll just be always like, be closed. But that's another thing we will admit. We did uh, take a little break. Uh, I may or may not have had to use the bathroom, and Gavin needed to get some juice. But it gave us a great chance to test, will the car start after nightfall? It did. It started right up. That's it for now. Here comes another car. Another car coming, per usual. Two cars. Yeah, and they're like, what are these idiots doing? They were going to come here and do God knows what. Smoke their drugs. Smoke their drugs. Practice kissing. <laughs> we're just trying to enjoy nature and experience the supernatural. Okay. We'll see how many more check-ins we have for you guys. One eternity later. All right. This is where I talk directly to you, dear listener, and say, we here at the South of Spooky Podcast, we know that your time is valuable. And with that in mind, I'm going to do you the favor, free of charge, might I add, of letting you know that AT&I sat on that bridge for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. So long that even I was wondering if the bridge fates were playing a cruel bridge joke on me. <laughs> the bridge may have possessed me, but what lifted our intrepid expedition crew above Little Gap Creek and our despair was <laughs> the bridge, of course. The classic saying, the bridge giveth and the bridge taketh away. I think that's the saying. Yes, that's correct. Yes. And it giveth us precisely what we needed in the moment of our deepest despair. Quite possibly the only thing that could improve AT's unexplainable rotten attitude. Strangers... From the darkness. Unexplainable? Do you hear yourself? Anyway, when we say strangers from the darkness, we truly mean we thought we were alone and people emerged from pitch black darkness. No, not ghosts though, sadly. Just other folks out on the bridge that night. Here are some of their stories of this beautiful bridge. Roll that beautiful bridge footage. I've always heard, I've been here about 11 years and my, my ex-wife was raised here. And she told me that when they were building the bridge back in the early 18s, that of course they had like Indians and slaves helping them build it or forcing them. And that if any of them had died or whatever during that time, they incorporated their body into the bridge. Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of that same thing. Yeah. I also heard that a Mason died doing it and they put his body inside of it. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. That I mean, makes sense. <laughs> I, but I have, I mean, people have always said that they come out here at like two or three in the morning. And weird stuff. Weird, you know, yeah, yeah. We've done that. We've been out here that late, and I gotta say, the weird stuff was the giant grasshoppers and bugs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> good, because I'm kind of freaked out. Not gonna yeah. lie. Have a good time out there. Yeah, is what I'd say. Okay. Two hundred years of ghost stories to keep people away. So it's got this vibe of a real like smoke pot makeout point place to me. Of course. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I have come here in smoke pot. Yeah, years ago. Yeah. See you guys. It's always had, you know, spooky stories about and stuff, but I, like, personally saw the orbs. Like, it's the only ghost story I can't explain. Like, mm -hmm. it's the only situation I tell people where, like, I don't know if I believe in ghosts, but I saw orbs at the bridge that I don't know where the hell they came from. Mm -hmm. What other stories have you heard about it? The ones I've read, like, it's got a lot of those, like, urban legends that you hear everywhere, like the crybaby bridge kind of things and stuff like that. Mainly, it's just those kind of, like, it's the what I've heard people just see the orbs, like, and stuff like that. These lights that you can't really explain. They're going everywhere. And like I said, and like one time, I, like, the last time I was out here, what really, like, kind of freaked me out, I saw this, like, 
I was taking pictures of just everything in general. And I got the one picture on my phone that would come up for a second. You could see something going on there, but then it would immediately blank out. Like there's something going on there that like it did not want me to see, but everything else is completely normal. But like that, that one picture on just a normal cell phone, it would show for a second and then dark out. So it was weird. I don't know. But like, yeah, this is the only place in my life I've ever come and seen something I can't explain actually. And I'm back from Arkansas visiting for a week. So I wanted to come up here. Not exactly like Strangers in the Night by Frank Sinatra, but that was fun, right? Strangers in the Darkness. Such a good bridge. What did I tell you? What do you mean? We didn't even... That, that was awful. Nothing happened. No voices, no lights, no orbs. The car started? We failed utterly. Well, I guess we were just on two different trips because I got to spend some quality time with my real friend. R- real friend? Me? Me friend? You? <laughs> no, 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 no. The bridge. Of course. We also got all that fresh air. We met fun strangers in the dark. Do any other bridges you know do that? Hmm? That are also more than 200 years old? Hmm? Okay. I see what you're saying. I did like that part where you called me friend. (laughs) Oh, I didn't say that. Yeah. Yeah. It was my favorite part, too. Now, maybe this is just another case we can't fully close. But one thing we can say for sure is that Poinsett Bridge is a very, very old place and seems to have a lot of stories history and lore connected to it, and that has merit in and of itself. I think a lot of those couples were up there for a reason, you know what I mean? (laughs) Of course. Have I not been listening to the reasons? That beautiful arch and even that refreshing creek that runs underneath it. So peaceful. No, 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 no. You've got bridge blinders on, okay? That's definitely a make-out point. (laughs) And they've been making up stories for 200 years so people don't go there and they can make out in peace. Mm, Yeah, you're probably right you know, infrastructure and all. I totally agree. South of Spooky is a production of South Carolina Public Radio and South Carolina ETV. It's hosted by Gavin Jackson and me, A.T. Shire. Our producer is also me, A.T. Shire. Joshua Teckel is our research assistant. Amy Crouch is our supervising producer and Sean Birch is our executive producer. You can find this episode, first-hand accounts, research, documents, multimedia, and more on southcarolinapublicradio.org slash spooky. Have you had an encounter with one of South Carolina's famed ghosts? Maybe experienced a haunted spot in the South? Witnessed something no one would believe? Or have a place or tale we should investigate? Well, we'd love to hear from you. Shoot us an email at spooky at scetv.org and we'll be in touch. Stay safe out there and watch out if you're heading south of Spooky. Spooky.